Diversity in the workforce has been proven to help drive innovation. So it's important that we have that diverse workplace culture to give us that balance of understanding of what the customer is looking for. And what's your plan to help attract diverse candidates into your organisation? G'day, Matthew Crawford here with a podcast on SEEK's Laws of Attraction study. And I want to introduce you to someone you're going to hear a lot from in this series. Hi, my name is Caroline North and I'm Research Manager at SEEK. And Caroline's been pretty busy asking a lot of people about what really attracts them when they're looking at job opportunities. So we talked to nearly 6,000 respondents from Australia and they had to be working adults who were looking to get a job in the next two years. So they were either actively looking for a job or keeping an eye on the market, so monitoring the job market. And in this episode, we're looking at diversity in the workforce. And we're on pretty solid ground here because in Laws of Attraction, SEEK has talked to a diversity of candidates across 18 different industries. Males, females, different generations, millennials, Gen X, Gen Y, baby boomers. Uh, We've also got different education levels, people with um, physical or mental disabilities, for example, people living in homes with children, people living in homes without children. So, uh, I mean, really, you can look at the data in any way. There's a lot of diversity behind the data that we've got. And you can see it all for yourself online. But let me give away a little spoiler here. The number one driver of attraction across the 6,000 respondents is the same as it was when SEEK last did the study in 2011. And it's kind of obvious, I guess. Yep, it's salary or compensation. But but don't you be switching off this podcast just yet. There is just so much wealth in the data. And if you're in the business of looking at, say, diversity in your workforce, then you're going to want to know what drives those different demographics Caroline mentioned. So there were 13 different elements we looked at in detail. And essentially, we got uh, respondents to evaluate these in a driver analysis so that it, it really forced a priority because in the attraction phase, everything's important, everything's attractive. So you're going to say, oh, what do you want to hear about? It's like, oh, I want to hear about everything. But we know people can't take everything in all at the same time. So we get them to do a driver analysis, which forces a priority. So you're kind of ranking what's important. Is that right? Yeah, sort of. There's a little bit more science behind it. It uses a trade-off technique. Mm. So um, it forces you to choose which is the best and which is the worst. It's a bit like, I think if you've done any of those BuzzFeed questionnaires where you've got pick an animal that you like and an animal that you don't like and you keep you know, various options and a colour you like and a colour you don't like. And at the end it goes, oh, you're a spiritual owl person or I don't know, whatever it is. You're a flying unicorn. It's kind of like, strangely enough, it probably uses a similar sort of sides. Anyway, the point is that through this driver analysis, it helps to really tease out where you want to be focusing your conversations. So what kind of conversations have you been having at your organisation? If you've been wondering about diversity in the workforce and how it might help profitability, then you might want to pay attention to Chris. So I'm Chris Skipper-Conway. I'm the CEO of GMT People. And right up front, GMT People says it's all about championing diversity as it recruits across project management and technology. So why this focus? 
Australia itself is a very culturally diverse country. Our consumers are therefore very culturally diverse. So what we've got is that if you don't have that same dynamics displayed within your teams that are producing products, applications, uh, dealing with customers, then what we're going to get is an imbalance between what the customers are looking for and what we're producing. So it's critical that we actually align ourselves to our customer needs and our customer expectations. So it's important that we have that diverse workplace culture within organisations to give us that balance of understanding of what the customer is looking for. Okay, you're telling me that you're advocating for this. Mm -hmm. Why is it that the employers aren't advocating you for it? Why are you the one having to do the advocation as a recruiter? My view is that they are not measuring internally how their workforce is made up. And they are telling their customers, telling their organisation, maybe even telling their CEOs that they are looking for a diverse workplace culture. What they're not doing is they'll never get that if they don't measure to see if they have got it. So what you find is that they are talking but not walking. And so once you get those walk and then measure the actions, that's when you'll start to see the reaction come backwards saying to us, this team is not culturally diverse. And there's international research that shows how much a diverse team profits an organisation. Chris is quoting from Why Diversity Matters by McKinsey and Company. So the stats say that you will get an, about a 35% lift in your profitability. That's massive. Yeah. If you've got a very full talent management system or process which talks about inclusion. And unless we have the stats to measure that, how can you prove what you're doing? We keep forgetting that we tend to measure at the top level as an entire organisation without finding the spots we could improve upon. So for me, it's a no-brainer. If you don't measure what you want to get to increase your profits, then you know, you're really missing a whole competitive edge that you could have. Okay, I'm going to assume you're sold. So, so what are you going to need to do to attract diverse employees? You could look at age diversity, gender diversity or, or cultural diversity. And in Laws of Attraction, SEEK has investigated all of those and more. So what about an example? For candidates born outside of Australia or candidates who speak a language other than English, SEEK found the strongest drivers for attraction when looking at new positions were salary and compensation, career and development opportunities and work-life balance. And the first two, compensation and development, are significantly more important for this group than for candidates born in Australia. And here's Chris Skipper-Conway on the needs of culturally diverse candidates. They look different and they dress differently. You've got to embrace that. You've got to include that. But they also often speak differently or answer questions differently. So what you've got is you might have someone nodding at you when they really aren't comfortable because they feel that it would be rude to say no. 
Australians tend to tell it as it is, where people from other cultures find that uncomfortable telling it as it is, particularly if there's a hierarchy. And a lot of other nations are used to working within a quite a strict hierarchy. It sounds to me that from your point of view, what you're seeing about what culturally diverse candidates need from their employment situation is company culture. That's right. And that's starts at the top, but should be measured all the way through. So some considerations there for a workplace that's going to be rich in cultural diversity and some real benefits too. And let's have a look at diversity of ability as well. Well, one of the things that came up was location of the job. And from SEEK, here's Caroline North, our research whiz again. She's talking about the 5% of respondents to laws of attraction who have a physical or mental disability. They place significantly more importance on something like the location of the job as being an important driver for them than you look at the rest of the population. So, and another area around work-life balance is being able to work part-time and having part-time working options or rostered flexibility within their working options. And what about job security? What do people with disabilities feel about job security? Yeah, job security is an important driver for people with disabilities. So if I look at the data, it's actually their number one driver of attraction, so the job security. So they will be looking for information around the security of this job for them fitting into their lifestyle above and beyond their need to hear information about the salary and compensation. So there's an element of trading off there. Um, Likewise, if I look to the data, I can also see that career and development opportunities are a lower priority for people with disability um, than perhaps their cohorts that don't have in terms of what they're looking for for their next job and for their company to supply. Job security would be very important. And I know from our own work at SEEK, where we've worked with Vision Australia, that the work that we've done shows that once these people are in, they are so fully committed to the company and the organisation in terms of the support that they are getting. So that job security really works both ways for them. So what you can conclude from that, generally speaking, is that an employer who wants to attract a diverse workforce... Yep needs to be able to offer the feeling that job security is going to be a part of this package. Yes. And in return, they're going to get probably an above average loyalty, let's say. Yeah. And a commitment. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what we can draw from this. That's why the study's interesting, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that you can't sing the same song and kind of beat the same drum to every single candidate. And it's not to say that, for example, career development isn't as important, but in the attraction phase, when you're trying to attract someone out of one organisation and into another, if you're trying to attract that diversity and and have a focus on, well, what is it that people with either physical or, or mental disabilities are looking at to have a supportive and inclusive working environment, shining a spotlight on actually how you can communicate job security is going to be very important to your success at being able to connect with those people. So thank you, Caroline North from SEEK. Lots more insights from her as we continue this podcast series on laws of attraction. And thanks to Chris Skipper-Conway, CEO of GMT People. She's a real advocate for diversity in the workplace, and I think she'd agree when I say, walk the walk, people, and you can profit from it. 
Chris is back in another episode when we talk about women in the workforce. That's up and published right now. Or take your own plunge into the treasure trove that is Laws of Attraction. You can find that at insightsresources.seek.com.au slash laws of attraction. I'll see you next time.